0: I'm just grateful to be in the house of the Lord. It's a privilege to be able to come together again, isn't it? Amen. I know we've had a hard time through all this COVID things, and it's made it difficult for us in so many ways, but um, in spite of all the difficulty we've had, believe me, there are many people that's having it much harder. Some of the folks who attend some of the churches in Canada, they live on the state side and drive over they haven't been able to be in church for over a year over a year I would be totally insane I'd be nuts I was made to go to church I was called to go to church saved to go to church so many folks of course have suffered in so many ways during this whole time frame so we certainly want to keep people in prayer. Brother Tim and then had to cancel their services because they've had another outbreak there for a couple of weeks, so we certainly want to remember them. Other folks are still dealing with it, and uh, I'm sure that Brother Louie already mentioned probably Brother Homer Longoria uh, had to take him to the ER last night. As of this morning, he's still in the ER waiting for a bed, so much sickness and things. Brother Homer having a really hard time breathing, so we want to pray for him today. How many has a need and request in your heart? We know the Lord is, is so mindful of us all. Let's just um, take our, our brothers and sisters and needs that you can think about before the Lord right now, shall we? Heavenly Father, it seems as we go along in time that our needs are so many and they're even greater and more of them. But the way we look at it, Lord, these times give you the opportunity and the chance to be able to display yourself in greatness. So, Lord, we don't want to just look at the bad things that are happening in the earth and be so negative and down about it. Lord, we want to look at it as an opportunity of faith by which you can move by your great power. Father, we Bring before you these needs, Lord Jesus, Brother Tim Burdett. Dear Lord, we're praying for our brother that you would just help him today and strengthen him in his body, fighting off these things of COVID. Lord, we pray for Brother Homer. Lord, you see this in his lungs that he can't hardly talk, and me talking with him Thursday night, Lord, and had to finally end our conversation because he got to coughing and couldn't talk any longer. Uh, We pray for our brother, that you'd be mindful of him today. Lord Jesus, I pray for Brother Tim and his church there in Louisiana. You see they've got another outbreak of the COVID there. We ask for your mercy, Father. Lord, around the world, dear God, as I'm in contact with people in Africa and India and all over the world and hearing the things that are going on and how it's affecting your people. Be mindful of us, we pray, Lord Jesus. When over living in the pre-tribulation time as it was and things are promised to get worse and worse. But that does not make null and void your promises that by your stripes we are healed. Amen. So in spite of pandemics and whatever more, we believe that you're a delivering God, a delivering Savior. We ask you today, Father, that you would help us as we Endeavor once again to look into your word, to understand more about you and more about ourselves. We want to thank you for the opportunity to be able to gather ourselves together. Lord, I know for many of the saints of God in Africa and different places, they've not been able to gather for many, many months, and those who had have had together under great strain and difficulty. So it's been hard on us, but we can look around and see that it's been so much harder on so many more of our family. So would you be mindful of us, Lord? Send the angel of deliverance our way, Father God. Help us. We're here today, Father, because it's not a protractive day that we just think, well, we go to church because it's Sunday. But we've come to hear from heaven. We've come to worship. We've come to draw water from the well. We've come to feast on eternal things. Speak to us today, Father, we ask in the name of the Lord Jesus. And the saints said, Amen. God bless you. Let's read today Ephesians chapter 4, verse 20. <clears throat> but ye have not so learned Christ. If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus. Now this is why we refute, stand against, any church, any system that claims the truth is in them. The truth is in Jesus. It's not any, any cultish move. It's not in any uh, man-made system. The truth is in one person. And you'll only get the truth if you come to that person and that's the Lord Jesus that ye put off concerning the former conversation, the old man. Now notice God by new birth transforms them from the soul and then they start transferring this new life from the out from the inside to the outside. So they put on certain things, they put off certain things, they start doing things they didn't do before And stop doing things they did before. Notice this, that ye put off, not the Holy Ghost, but ye put off concerning the former conversation. Remember the Greek word there is not only used for manner of talking, but it's a manner of behavior. The old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Now God's the only one that can do this. Listen to this in Souls in Prison. I told you I've been listening to this for a few weeks. So therefore, he has partnershiped, you see, and taken this man, earthly, you and I. And this eternal spirit and put it together. Because God reflected himself back in that. So that was in Christ Jesus first. God took a body, a human temple, put deity inside of that. Now he made a way on the day of Pentecost. That same thing would go on. That he become a man when he become Christ Jesus and he was God, see. God was in Christ, that sea lived in him, reconciling the world to himself. And through that perfect man, make each one of us imperfect that believe in God and has accepted that becomes the perfection of him. Praise be to God. Why wouldn't anybody want that? Can I read that latter part again? And through that perfect man, which is the Lord Jesus, each one of us imperfect that believe in him. If you notice, he doesn't say to believe on him, but believe in him. In other words, We're in Him believing. We're not believing on something that we're not part of. But believe in Him. Believe in God. And as accepted that becomes the perfection of Him. May the Lord bless His word. You may be seated. It seems to be so difficult for many to try to divide God's part in what he himself can do and the only one who can work this great work of the new birth. And then the part that is left to us, some would try to project it that God does absolutely everything god creates himself in us and he does god gives us new desires new natures new life and he does and we really don't have to do anything from that point on others try to project it as if though that well if i can quit drinking and i can quit smoking and i can quit this and i can quit that then I'll become good enough to receive what God's done for me. That's not right either. So the thing that for myself, I desire to find is God's part and my part. And for me not to get over in the way of thinking that I have to do what only he can do. And at the same time, realizing there's things I must do that he will not do. I cannot create myself anew. I cannot, by all types of self-help books and podcasts from great men of great intelligence, talk myself out of being lost. You cannot talk yourself out of being lost Vile, wretched, unclean, unworthy. I must accept what he has already done. Then after I accept it, what do I do then? Is me looking at it from his point of view and saying, well, everything he's done is perfect. And it is. He makes no trash. I agree with that. All of his works are perfect from the beginning. I agree with that. So then what could I have to do then? What should I do if I accept what he's already done? I do my part. You do your part. I cannot make the new man, but after he's made the new man, I must put on the new man. Notice this in Ephesians, again, we'll read you at 4.23, be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. So here the word put on is in duo, which means to sink into clothing. So more than likely, everyone that's here today probably never made the clothes you have on. Now, maybe some of you sisters, you have the ability to sew, and you might have sewn your dress, your daughter's dress. But for the most part, most of us bought our clothes. So we did not make them. We did not go to Joann's or fabric place and I want a yard of this and a half a yard of that. I need this thread, I need these snaps, these embellishments, I need these buttons. Most of us wouldn't have a clue. So what we did was we put on what was made by someone else and we sank into this clothing before we came to church. And we have a certain name that's on the inside of our jacket or our label that's in the back of our clothing. That was made by someone, no doubt, in China. (laughs) I like it when they say, designed in Italy. (laughs) Right. That's just a name on the lower end of China. Come on now, don't frown. But most of us do not have the ability to make such clothes. Neither do we have the ability to make a righteousness in the state of our soul. That we could take, oh, if God would give us the word, and he has, and God would give us inspiration, and he has we still wouldn't know how to put it together to make a veil of righteousness that we would step into and make us the very perfection of God. This is why God resents people trying to make a holiness that supersedes the dictates of his word. Don't you understand why God is so stood against legalism down through time? of people that go beyond what the word says that God requires and they try to constantly add more and more and more to make us acceptable in the presence of the Lord. It's as if though what God has done is not enough. And then others on the other side, well, I'm in Christ Jesus, so God don't look at what I do. What I'd say, how I act, the way I behave, what I dress, the music I listen to. Why, well, that doesn't make any difference to God because I'm in Christ Jesus. They're just as wrong as the legalist. Notice in Colossians 3.10, and they've put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. And the word image there is icon that we've looked at before. An image of the things, the heavenly things, used of the moral likeness of the renewed men to God. The image of the son of God into which true Christians are transformed. The image of one, one in whom the likeness of one is seen. So in other words, the true spirit born icon of God can only be transmitted into our soul by new birth then we begin to learn as we submit to the life of the Holy Ghost. And we allow that icon to come from the inside. If you've got the image of God and you say it's so real and it's so true, yet it does not reflect itself by the proper way you behave on the outside, I have a right to question what you say you have because as Christians we are fruit inspectors and we look at the fruit that's on people's lives. Now in the age that we live, especially Laodiceans, whenever they evaluate themselves and say I am rich, I am increased with goods, I have need of nothing. But God's spiritual evaluation of the Laodicean church is so different than the, the way they look at themselves. God said, you are wretched, you are naked, you are blind, you are poor. That's awful. That is absolutely awful because they look at themselves as being one thing and the Lord God looks at them as being something else. And many of them are so deceived in the way they see themselves, they will wake up in the tribulation period one day and realize they have been left behind. How could this be? because the God of this evil age is twisting their minds by warped theologians, convincing them that they don't have to do this, they don't have to live right, they don't have to you know, be a right type of a person, individual, uh, yet we know from the very principles of God, God has always had his people to accompany good godly works along with the great works that he himself Does. Can we look this morning at a parallel from the Old Testament? Of a bride type. Now we know that God, down through the scripture, has always used types. So whenever we see a type and a shadow and it projects something from an image or a parable, then whenever another one comes along and they fit into that slot, that is called an anotype. Now we cannot make ourselves that anotype, but God must make it in us. Read with me, if you would, in Genesis chapter 24, verse 51. It's a very familiar chapter in the book of Genesis, and it's when the model servant, Eliezer, is sent to find a bride for Isaac. Behold, Rebekah is before thee. Take her and go, and let her be thy master's son's wife, as the Lord hath spoken. And it came to pass that when Abraham's servant heard their words, he worshiped the Lord, bowing himself to the earth. And the servant brought forth jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment and gave them to Rebekah. He gave also to her brother and to her mother precious things." Now, we're breaking in, of course, in the middle of a story. So we actually need to go back and retrace it just a little bit. But I wanted to start here to show you a a conclusive thing that was being reflected in the way it was in the Old Testament. And that was that this man was sent on behalf of his master, Abraham, and his son, Isaac, to get a bride. Now, Isaac is 40 years old. He has not yet married a wife. And as it was in the Old Testament that a boy never run off of the girl, eloping was no such a thing. A boy never met a girl and the girl going through the stage of rebellion of the boy and they said well we're gonna get married and then their parents had to uh, let them do that. Absolute nonsense. If you'll study the way Brother Branham taught the vows, it's from this background right here. It is not from the background of a rebellious girl or a rebellious boy and they think, well, I'll override daddy, I'll override mom, I'll do whatever I wanna do. There is no such teaching of that in the Bible. So here Eliezer is sent, but there was a great supernatural happening that happened before this phase of the scripture. Now her mother and brother, the father's actually silent when it comes to this part, but the the servant relates how he's been sent from the presence of of Abraham, which is a type of the message of the day, coming to get a bride for Christ Jesus. But there's a bigger picture, you have to understand, of course, a little bit, bit historically, why, that he would give her silver, he would give her gold, and he would give her rainbow. Now this is very, a very common practice even in some of the Middle Eastern countries of this day, and it's divided into two separate things. One is called a bride price, and the other one is called a bride dowry. A bride price and a bride dowry. Now, a bride price was set by the bride's family, but it was paid by the bridegroom's family the dowry was actually given from the bride's family now remember there was no really no social security no retirement none of that sort of thing so in that day if a woman was divorced the man basically got everything so the woman was kicked out of the house pretty much without anything but she was given a dowry from her family and that dowry was there case she ever needed it and the time of need but the bride price was a total different thing from that. Now what we just read about here that Eliezer did was he bestowed a bride price to her family, but he also gives to her something that will raise her status. Now remember God had called Abraham away from this country which he had been called by God to sojourn away from here from Haran over into the promised land of Canaan. It's about 450 miles from Mesopotamia into where that he had come from. And he comes with 10 camels or it was a camel train. Now, they did have pickup trucks and freight trains and that sort of thing. So this servant is sent with gold and silver and all types of spices and beautiful clothing and things that is going to be presented to the bride, but also be presented to the bride's family. Now, remember, this servant has never been there, and they don't know him. It's a very odd scenario. They did not have email, so Abraham would be able to email his brother and his brother's family or pick up the phone and call him and say, Hey, I've got this master or this servant brother, and I'm going to send him over. And I, Have you got a daughter? Have you got a cousin or somebody? I'm looking for somebody that's blood relation that will be able to marry my son. So get this setting in mind now that this man just appears all of a sudden and he appears at a well where that the daughters of the city are going to come and draw water. And he appears at a certain prophetic time and that is he appears in the evening time. But he is a total stranger. This woman has never met this man before. Bethuel has never met this man before. Rebecca's mother has never met this man before. There was no text, no telegram, no telephone, no way to know that this man is even telling the truth. So I ask you, if a man appeared at your front door, saying that he was kin to your lost uncle or somebody and he's come to take your daughter away and he meets you today and y'all sit down and eat a bologna sandwich together this evening and he wants to leave with her tomorrow. Which one of you would let your daughters go? Now think of it. This, even though this is their custom, this is so odd and so unusual. And yet it was a story that we embrace and we believe it is the truth, but it was also an, an antitype which would be fulfilled in a great portion in the last day. And the church said. Amen. Notice this now in Genesis twenty-four 12. Let's read a little bit of the background and watch now that, that Eliezer is not a prophet in the sense of from from Abraham I mean, and he was not uh, the messenger of the age, but look at what type of a household that this man was uh, instructed in. Now, it would have been unusual for a slave which was been bought, it would have been very unusual for one to have such integrity. But this man had been, of course, we know, educated. He was a man that no doubt loved Abraham and had found great favor in his sight. But what, what is so moving to me is how this man took under the emphasis of the light of Abraham and seeing the life and the light and the pulsation of faith that was in Abraham's home and it had so affected this foreigner because he was not of Abraham's blood, it made such an imprint upon his life that he actually prays as if he was Abraham himself. Notice now this is the prayer of the servant and he said, oh Lord God, oh Lord God. How did he learn how to pray this way? How did he learn the names of God? Oh Lord God, notice capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, oh Lord God, Of my master Abraham. I praise thee. Send me good speed this day. And show kindness. Unto my master. Abraham. Now remember it's 450 miles. It's taken them. About a month. One way. It's taken them. About a month. In the way that camels. Would be able to travel because he's not on a fast horse. He don't have an Arabian horse. He does not have a fast-moving vehicle. But he has these camels, but they move slow, but they move steady and consistently. So he's journeyed about a month. They've now arrived at the well, and notice how he prays. In verse 13, Behold, I stand here by the well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city come out to draw water. Now, there's gonna be more than one woman come. How is he gonna know which one's the right one? Well, he's gonna give her the water test. Now, this is where the church fails and the bride arises to the hour, the water test. You see, the water test is a very important test. Let it come to pass that the damsel to whom I shall say, let down thy pitcher, I praise thee, that I may drink, and she shall say. How could this man be so positive that he is gonna pray a prayer And God in heaven is going to acknowledge that prayer insomuch that God will send an angel 30 minutes prior to the arrival of Rebecca at the well. And the angel spoke to her back in her home and told her to go to the well. And she will answer word by word what this man prays he must have confidence in who he is not only before Abraham but before God I praise thee notice this now he says and let it come to pass that the damsel to whom I shall say let down thy pitcher I praise thee that I may drink and she shall say drink and I will give thy camels drink also Let the same be she that thou hast appointed. Now, this old boy not only knows how to pray, but he believed predestination followed his message. Let it be she that thou hast appointed for thy servant Isaac. And thereby shall I know, hallelujah, that thou hast showed kindness unto my master. Now I want you to notice this as a true servant and in the antitype a servant of God because he's putting the business of his master above his own feelings, his own desire. This man is not interested in making a kingdom. This man is not interested in having a great big following for himself, although she will follow him. Him, she will only follow him until he says that's him. And when he says that's him, she jumps off the back of the camel and goes to his tent, not Eliezer's tent. So this is the epitome of a true servant of God, and that is to lead the people by the mercy of God to a greater walk in the presence of the Lord Jesus. Now watch this, you're talking about a phenomenal move and a phenomenal answer. In verse 15, and it came to pass, before he had done speaking, the man doesn't even get the prayer totally made, that behold, Rebekah came out, which was born to Bethuel, son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor. Abraham's brother, Amen. with her pitcher upon her shoulder, and the damsel was very fair to look upon. The damsel was very fair to look upon. A virgin, neither had any man known her. Now remember, we are an archetype of this. How in the world would we ever in our life fulfill this verse of scripture and the anotype now let's go with the spiritual, not just naturally, but that we would be fair to look upon in the eyes of God when we were wretched, lost, that's right. right. We were so wrapped in the rags of our sin that we were bums and beggars. We had a former husband who had beat us and abused us. How are we gonna be fair to look upon and ever be a virgin? Unless something transpires. Praise be to God. Neither had any man known her. Hallelujah. She went down to the well and filled her pitcher and came up. And a servant ran to meet her and said, Let me, I praise thee. Now watch him. He's prayed the prayer. Now he's going to apply the gift. He's prayed the prayer, and he's going to see if she is a candidate to be reshaped, remolded. Will she take what has been said and move from her mother's tent to Sarah's tent? You see, there's a great thing that transpires in this beautiful story. She might not have even known. She might not have even seen his body. All she felt was say was just this pulsation. I've got to go to the well. I've got to go to the well. Oh. Hallelujah. And the servant ran to meet her and said, let me, I praise thee. Drink a little water of thy pitcher. So here she comes carrying this pitcher up on her shoulder. It would range in size from one gallon to two. A gallon of water weighing, what is it, 7.48 pounds per gallon? Depending on the strength of the woman, so she would come and many times they would have a stick and they would have one on one side and one on another and they'd stand in the middle and they'd carry it that way. But here, she apparently has one. So it's sitting up on her shoulder she comes down and the message is now given to her. Now watch her response. She doesn't have to go on a 40-day fast. She doesn't need to check with the bishop. She doesn't need to check with the Pope to see what he has to say. She doesn't have her iPad with her to take time to do a Google search to see if there's anybody trying to scam innocent women at the well. It ain't no wonder it takes us so long to respond to the Spirit of God. We've got such fear. We've got so much stuff all around us everywhere. You got the people on the left. You got the people on the right. You got the people that think they're in the middle, which everybody thinks they're in the middle. Everybody warning you about this and warning you about that. I believe we ought to be careful, but I do not believe that we ought to be so cautious in our own humanity that we miss the visitation of God when it's right before us. Notice, and the servant ran to meet her and said, let me, I pray thee, drink a little water of thy pitcher. Now, he says this and stops. Because he can't say now what she must say. (laughs) He said it before she got there, but now it's her time to say what he said. Now, it wasn't just her hair. It wasn't just how pretty she was. It wasn't that she was a virgin, just that alone. That's not the only identification she's gonna have. But it's gonna be if she responds to the message of the messenger. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And she said, drink, my Lord. Notice the way Lord is spelled. Little L, little O, little R, little D. She knew he wasn't God. You see, some folks have drank out of that water and they think the messenger himself was. So they make a capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. But No, Rebecca knew enough about God to knew better than that. Drink, my Lord. And she hasted and let down her pitcher upon her hand and gave him drink. She's responding, but she still hasn't said the last phrase. What is this? The water test. And when she had done giving him drink, she said, now the word is in the bride. And not only the word, but the mind of Christ to know what he wants done with the word. Oh, she could have thought about it, Brother West, all day. She could have memorized it all day. That was not enough. She had to say it. She had to speak it out. And when she had done giving him drink, she Said, I will draw water for thy camels also until they have done drink. Uh, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. A thirsty camel can drink, one camel can drink 20 gallons of water wow. multiplied by 10 equals 200 gallons of water, and you've got a picture that's either one to two gallon. If it was one gallon, that's 200 trips. If it was two gallon, that was 100 trips. What's she doing? Putting on an image. Now, she could not do what the servant could do, but the servant could not do what she must do. You understand, Happy Valley? You see, there was something she must do. And oh my, God Ask us to do the least little thing. We just belly ache and cry. Come on, friends. The Lord God will do his part and he expects us to do ours. And let me just go ahead and say it this way. A true bride of Christ counts it an honor. Oh my, if you had 16 ounces, if you had a Gatorade size bottle and you had to draw it out and feed 200 gallons of camel, my, you would count it such an honor to marry such a man as Christ Jesus oh I've got to give up this and I've got to quit that if you're Rebecca you're so glad to give it up you're so honored to give it up hallelujah because you realize there's only one man like him in the universe and she hasted and emptied her pitcher into the trough ah and ran again unto the well to draw water and drew for all these camels. Now look at the conjunction here. She's together. So she must have ran and got it and ran back and ran and got it and ran back and ran and got it. You imagine a 100 trips, 150 trips, 200 trips. Why? There was something about it. And this is a total, complete stranger. You see, when God moves, Satan can't hinder. Listen, to the way the prophet dealt with this in the time of decision, if you haven't heard of this really good one, do really you good to listen to it? It was at the evening time when he come to the well near the city and it was about that time that Rebecca had to make a decision. I believe the angel of the Lord beat him there about a half an hour for he will send his angels before you, then he makes the way clear. It must have been that the angel of God spoke to Rebecca's heart and said, go get the water. Oh, I'm so glad one day he spoke to me. Aren't you glad he spoke to you? It ain't enough for him to speak to your mama or your daddy, but the angel of God wants to speak to you. I ain't talking about natural water. I'm talking about water from the wells of salvation. Amen. And Rebecca came to the water of life at the evening time. You get the picture? It's the church in the last days, the evening time. The evening lights are here. It's the time that the angel of the Lord in a supernatural is revealing himself to the Rebecca. The bride of Isaac and somehow or another, she's moved to go to the waters of life, amen. Oh, my heart is turning over with joy. I can hardly preach when I think of that. Oh, hallelujah, the evening time has come. The angel of the Lord is in the message. You see, this is why some folks, when they hear the message, it grabs a hold to them and they can never let it go. They can never get away from it because the angel of the Lord has spoken it unto them. Some will hear it. Some will drink of it. Some will partake of it. And after a while, oh, it ain't what I was looking for. It's not what I want. They never was Rebecca in the first place. But you see, if it's that something that you've been longing for, you say praise be to God. This is what I've wanted all of my life. I'm ready to give up everything that I am, everything that I've got, and what are you gonna do? You're gonna follow that man right back to your bridegroom. Amen. Oh, listen how he says this. The angel of the Lord's send the message goes forth and woes, not woes. To some folks, they're regretting, oh, I've wasted 20 years around the message. The message turned out to be a woe to them, not a woo. It ain't a woe to me. It's a woo to me. Amen. Amen. It goes forth and woos the Rebecca to come to the waters of life. So why did Rebecca make that sudden move? Why did she go to the waters of life so quickly? Why could the angel speak to her? Oh God because she was a blood relation to Isaac. And that's who the angel can speak to tonight is a blood relation. By the blood we are born into the body of Christ. No wonder the prophet of God could come and say in cross the mystery of God revealed that the church is the blood of Jesus Christ by the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Rebecca was Isaac's own cousin by both fathers, which made them blood relation. Not just through the mothers, which would be the egg, but the blood, the life, which only comes from the man. And the bride of Jesus Christ is sanctified through the blood of Christ and an open vessel for the Holy Spirit to speak to. No wonder she'll come to the waters of life. She made her decisions quick. Watch her real quick in that meeting. Quickly, if they're ordained to eternal life, they'll know it. There's something in the message that stirs them. That's what stirred Rebecca. The message stirred her. The angel was lead all children. Oh, you ought to be so happy about it. Oh, can't you see her picture? The angel of the Lord leading her. Then she was stirred. And immediately when she watered the camel, the gift, the gift went on her. He began to take out the earrings, which means faith comes by hearing. You see, put the bracelets on, the works. Of your hands. Amen. Now, watch the bride price is transforming her. Yes. Amen. Her value has just increased. Amen. Praise God. Notice this in verse. 19 of chapter 24, and when she had done giving him drink and said, I will draw water for thy camels also until they have done drinking. And she hasted and emptied her pitcher into the trough and ran again into the well to draw water and drew for all his camels. You see, Christ's bride can also pass the water test. In a little bit, whenever I get done, We'll be having a baptism. A couple of people are gonna come and be baptized. And they're gonna pass the water test, one of them. Amen. And that is, they're gonna take the name of the bridegroom as they go down into the watery grave. I baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, many church people cannot pass phase one of the water test because they're either sprinkled or somebody gets a little dab of water and pours it on their head and they say, I baptize you in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Well, there is no such a command from the mouth of the Lord Jesus well come on now them are titles, so they fail the first phase of the water test when Acts 2.38 says repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of the bridegroom praise the Lord but not only that but there's another phase of the water test and that is that the elect of God pass phase two of the water test in that they are washed by the waters of the Ramah the washing of the water by the word. So they constantly are sitting under a ministry that is washing them clean by present day truth. So they're immersed in his name phase one of the water tests and they're constantly as the priest of the Old Testament would come in and wash their hands which is the work and they would wash their feet which is their goings and they was constantly washed every time they come into the presence of God. So the bride takes on the name of the bridegroom and the bride is washed daily. Aren't you glad we don't have to wait from Sunday to Sunday? Aren't you glad we don't have to go to some priest somewhere? But we are washed by the water of the word. Oh, hallelujah. And then there's a third phase I'd like to point out to you, and that is the bride knows how to praise. What's this question? Answer 64, look, the very camel she watered was the camel that packed her to her bridegroom and all of her success. The very camel, the very power, beast in the Bible represents a power, and the very power that we give water and praise to. Don't you understand why it's so important for us as a people of God to praise and worship the Lord? We are doing in the Anatite what Rebecca did in the natural. Well, you imagine she got tired, a hundred trips, 150 trips, whatever it was. You imagine her hands must have got tired, but she didn't say, oh man, this ain't worth it. After 10 times, I'm warped plumb out. This ain't worth it. I'm going back to the house. But she kept on going back and forth. What was it? The angel of God packed an anointing that helped her to endure and do exactly what the commission was. She might have thought, I've never done this in my life. I've never, I, I, my mom and daddy tells me, not to even speak to strangers. I can't believe I'm doing this, but what was it? It was the ministry of an angel sent from God that was anointing her. Hallelujah. How can we go on, my friends, and not be mispersuaded by the world? We are under the influence of the angel of the Lord. He has beckoned us to himself. So here she goes, back and forth, and here's Eliezer, All right. That's right. just standing there watching. Marvelous! It. it would break the vision if he got a bucket. It would break the pattern of the word if him and the other servants, there was a whole whole camel train. They had all this gold and silver. They had guards. They had all kinds of people. It was a big entourage. How much quicker they could have done it, but she was ordained to do it. But Brother Donnie, you praise God. That's right, I do. But I can't praise him for you. Skip, you can't praise him for me. Well, I just don't get into praising. Well, you need to. Since eternity lays before us, it's a great portion of what our life is gonna consist of. Praising and worship our God. So what if she said, this is unfair. This is so unfair. Here you're standing there, I don't even know you. I don't know who you even are. And you're standing there with all these men and you're making me do this? No, that's just seeing Americans that think that way. Listen to this, the very power that we give water and praise to. So when the Holy Ghost comes among us, Brother Louie reads a testimony. Somebody that God healed and something happened. We shouldn't stand there like a bunch of mummies. Wow. That's something. It is something. We ought to be saying, praise God. Thank you, Lord, for healing a brother. Thank you, Lord, for healing a sister. Thinking, what are you doing? You're pouring water in the trough, But my hands is tired. Really, Rebecca? Uh, come on! Uh, come on. Praise the Lord. Notice this. Amen, see? Water, life, praise to the word. It's the very thing that packs us into the glory land to meet the bridegroom. Yes, sir, amen. Watching for the coming of that glad millennial day when our blessed Lord shall come and catch his waiting bride. away. Now, watch. So Rebecca finishes the hundred trips or the two hundred. Let me get my breath. And while she's catching her breath. And the servant brought forth jewels of silver and jewels of gold when after she did her part. And raiment and gave them to Rebecca. I love the way the differentiation in this verse is and gave also to her brother and to her mother precious things. (laughs) I got some healing, some miracles, some campaigns. Remember, it's during the same cycle, now the same event. So here's a messenger on the earth and there's a certain people that are picked out. They get silver, which speaks of redemption. They get gold, which speaks of deity. They get raiment, which speaks of a new garment, a new life, different than what they were And maybe their mother, father, brother, aunt, uncle, cousin, whoever more. They went to the same meeting. They went to the same campaign. And they got a little bit of this and a little bit of that. So, well, yeah, he was a good man, but I didn't hear nothing about it. But you found something that was so different. You broke it and said, oh my, it's more than just one meeting. This is more than just about one service going and getting healed. I heard something supernatural in that. Yeah, in so much that my discernment say, you sister sitting there, you've got this wrong with your stomach. That something hit you a while ago. You thought that was so phenomenal when I mentioned that about the revealing of the Son of Man. It so touched your heart, sister. You see, even in the discernment, the Spirit of God would recognize from the throne those who had got just good gifts and those who had attacked sent a silver redemption deity clothed by righteousness because they broke into a sphere. Some saw a man, others saw God. Some saw a supernatural move. Some saw a supernatural move and knew there was a message behind the move that would lead them to their bridegroom. I'm so glad I saw both. I saw a supernatural God, but I heard a message and I'm still hearing it to this day. So this was not stuff that had come from the local Big Lots store. <laughs> you was not turned over on the label and it said made in China or Singapore or Vietnam. This spoke of Abraham's wealth. His greatness. And also his interest. And the bride. Now he's going to start working on her to change her thinking. She comes out as a local girl. Think of this. Had she stayed at home, married a local man, would probably never hear of her again. But instead, she's called on to do something that seems so unfair. Leave her mother, leave her father, leave her brother, leave her homeland. Taken off after a man she's never seen before. On the back of a camel for 450 miles. You women love your husband that much? <laughs> A month's journey, Brother John, on the back of a camel, following a man she'd never seen before. No doubt when they got out of town, everybody started to move. It's a cult. It's a cult. Have you heard what happened to Rebecca? She left following this pie in the sky. These dreams, by I, I can't believe they even let her go. I cannot believe they let her leave with that. Man, what were they thinking? What were they thinking? They would let their poor baby leave. Oh my, they told me that when he drug out those garments that they was long and decent because she wasn't quite as decent as she should be. They told me that she'd give up this and she changed change this. <laughs> you see, the jewels of silver, the jewels of gold, the raiment, raiment was not given to Milchor, nor Laban, nor her mother. That's right. Only Rebekah received princess clothes. You see, in the charge of this servant comes the call of a new status. She walks out to the well, a simple, unknown maiden girl. She walks back into the pages of prophecy. Had she not responded to the message in the right way, The only thing we more than likely would know about her was she was given the opportunity and she turned away and married some local man, had a bunch of kids, and amounted to nothing. Little did she know by following this man, she would be one of the mothers of the Lord Jesus. I think of me. I think of you. We were lost. We'd followed in the paths of our families. We'd died drunk. Died in an overdose with drugs. Smoked till we had lung cancer or whatever more. Some preacher would have tried to preach our funeral and sit up there and stumbled and stammered around trying to find something good to say about you. But one day the angel of God moved on our heart. And called us out of that that we were in and put a pulsation in us that's more alive today than it was when we heard the call years ago. We're ridiculed, we're laughed at, we're made fun of. Do we expect it? We do, and we bear that with great honor. Reproach is a great honor to those who know the dignity that goes with it. Hallelujah, it's not just a burden, friend. But what must he do? He must bless her. He must change our thinking. You see, in those days, the husband had a tent and the wife had a tent. And the children would stay in the mother's tent until a certain age or they were married. But Eliezer come to bring her to another tent. I still bear the image of the tent my father and mother gave me. But I'm waiting to be took, glory to God, to another tent. You see the things he gave her testified to the riches Of his master. Gold, silver, raiment, angels, water, messengers, camels, servants. Hallelujah. But this wife must be bought. Uh, Some of you probably remember Brother Obadiah Kamwati from Nairobi, Kenya, dear, precious brother, friend of mine. And I remember him telling me that when he married his wife or precious sister, Kamwadi, that just passed away just a little while back. And how that brother Kamwadi had to give so much for his wife. Now to them, there a man that might not have a lot of money. A lot of them don't even have vehicles. Last time I was there and preached in his church that you helped build. There was a couple thousand people maybe that was there. And maybe 20 vehicles. The rest of them was bicycles. They walked, they went by public transport. So if a father required a car for his bride, a man would never get her. But maybe the man had goats. But there must be a price paid for the bride. This is still ongoing in Africa today, more or less a symbol today than it would be just to buy her. So there was a price that must be paid for the bride and the family sets the cost. So if a man sends his daughter to school and the daughter would become educated and he would have a lot of investment And that daughter, that man might ask, ever so many goats, cattle, this and that and the other. I don't care how handsome you were. I don't care how smart you thought you were. If you didn't pay the bride price, you didn't get her. My husband, your husband. My nature. The Lord Jesus wants me and you. He must pay the price. Hallelujah! Is it any wonder He puts up with us? Is it any wonder He puts up with us, even after we're saved? That's right. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah, what are these gifts? Presence of betrothal, gifts of betrothal. She's becoming engaged to Isaac in an invisible union. Now sisters, think of this. Would you become engaged to this guy? I mean, look, Eliezer was not able to snap a picture or a selfie on his iPhone and said, this is what he looks like. Is he big? Is he fat? Is he skinny? Is he on the bubble level? Has he got a tank or two or three? Is he whine? What kind of man is this? But when she accepts these gifts, she knows what she's doing she's becoming engaged to a man she's never seen, going to a country that she has no prior remembrance of ever being there. (laughs) You imagine as she walks back into the presence of her mother and her brothers and she walks in With an air. And they look on her hands. And her hands are speaking of redemption silver. They look on her ears. Deity has anointed her ears to hear the gospel. And her eyes are beaming with the illuminated, oh my presence of God. And this message from this man has changed her. They thought, what? What has happened to Rebecca? I don't mind telling you. The effect that this message has had on the true bride, if it's made us fall in love with the Lord Jesus so much, I can't imagine what it's gonna be when we really get to see it. You see, he is paying The price Hmm. to buy Rebecca. He demonstrates his master's wealth. And whenever they meet and they eat and they talk, we'll pick up in verse 56. And he said unto them, hinder me not, seeing the Lord has prospered in my way, seeing that I may go to my master. And they said, we will call the damsel now. He wants to leave in the morning. And they said, let her stay. Don't be in no rush. Let's just make sure that she wants to go to your church. I mean, you know, follow that stuff, whatever all that is. Let's just make sure that she wants to go. And he said, don't hinder me. I've done been gone a month. And it'll take me a month to get back. And they said, we will call the bride. And inquire at her mouth. And they called Wes. And they called Donnie. And they called Dave, and they called you, and you, and you, and said unto her, Wilt thou go with this man? And she said, now remember, she was not there when he said, let me go. But she's saying the same thing he said. Amen. You see, she didn't feel like she was called to try to figure out what was the human part, what was anointed and what wasn't anointed and what was divine and what wasn't divine. She didn't figure, she was called to say, well, that was just his opinion. And he really didn't mean that. And he was only preaching that because of the certain, certain, so No, that wasn't what she felt like. And she said, I will. Look at this same message time of decision. Then there was another great decision had to be made. After she was given, then the parents said, well just let her stay around about 10 days and let her hang around the revival to really feel whether she's decided to do it or not. I haven't got much confidence in a person make a decision to even wait until tomorrow. But the message had stirred Rebecca. She was satisfied. The message was from God. So the parents said, oh, let her stick around for a while and she'll get over it. It's just a little excitement. She was over to that revival, you know, but the true servant said, don't worry us, don't hinder me. A lot of servants of God has been hindered by put off decisions. Don't hinder me sing. The Lord has sent me sing. He's been good to me. Don't handle me. Then they said, let her make her own decision. That's where you stand tonight. Make your own decision. Then they called Rebecca and said, will you go with this man or do you want to stay around here a little to see really what you want to do? And she said, I will go. She was ready. Her decision was quickly made. Oh, glory to God. This act of faith would transform her for eternity. She didn't even know Abraham. Probably just knew about him. She's already acting in the same anointing that Abraham acted in. When the angel of God told him about the law of circumcision, Abraham circumcised the same day, when God appeared to him to offer his son, he took him the next day. Watch Abraham, how he responds. The spirit of God dropped something. Now, what's she doing in the true spirit of the messenger? Let me pray about it about 30 years. Let me pray about it. Let me wait on the Holy Ghost for about 45 years. This decision moves her from the loneliness of this small camp of Bedouin type people into a status of great honor and dignity. From poverty to Isaac's wealth. Glory to God. Oh my Lord my little simple, humble decision as a 12-year-old boy to come and give my heart to God. Raise me, started on my journey to raise me from a little old boy out in the sticks of Kentucky to be a son of God, Amen. to soar in heavenly places, feast on things and preach things be allowed to enter into the presence of God and set with the saints of God and set in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. That day you made your choice. That day the Spirit of God moved on you and raised you from being just a bab that would have lived a normal life and died. And somebody said, "Here lays Jim Bab. He was a good old boy, done this and that and the other." But the Spirit of God anointed your decision. Why? It matched that decision of your heavenly descendancy. We ain't got time to finish. Must we'll stand. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Rebecca had to do submitting. She had to do labor. She had to do work. She had to do steps of faith. No one could draw that water for her. No one can do your praying, your praising, or your living right. You must do it yourself. You must read your Bible every day. I cannot read for all of you. I cannot pray in status for standing there for you. God, let me pray for everybody in the church. You must have your own prayer life. And if you don't build it, you will not have one. Is that right? So what do we do? By the work of the inner man on the inside. What was the supernatural part about Rebecca? The angel of God came and anointed her to be there at that particular time at the evening time. Can you imagine as they lied off that day and they're fixing to go a 450 mile journey on the back of a camel. They've got a lot to talk about. I don't imagine she's interested in the price of gold. I don't imagine that she was interested in what shops that they might have had there. Uh, how, how's the mall there? Now, tell me, well, you know, if I'm going to marry this man, how's the mall? What kind of restaurant y'all have? You have, you have a, a McDonald's? You have a Hardee's? I mean, what's it about? I would imagine her main concern is this man she's going to marry. Amen. And behind, I can just imagine as the journey started out and she became betrothed, engaged, she started up the conversation sir would you mind telling me about my future husband in my future home since i've never met this man are you sure we're compatible you're compatible your blood relation your motivation of faith i already see him in you and you haven't even met him yet in that sense but but what's he look like what kind of a person is he you see isaac was totally different than abraham and jacob you ever noticed hollywood hasn't never really made a movie about isaac you've got all kinds of different movies made about abraham all kinds of different movies that are entitled jacob where's one entitled isaac Isaac was in the middle of two great profound men. But we get a little view of the guy, because when the camel train comes in, the Bible says he went out in the field to meditate. So he's a quiet, pondering type of guy. But we see out of Rebecca that Rebecca was more of an outspoken type of a woman. We know she caused some trouble years later because of that. So he's more of a quiet, laid back figure. Many of you feel so terrible. Because you don't have many souls that you've led to God. Many that's ever received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Maybe not a, a great number of people that you've ever led to the message. And you feel like you've never done anything. Isaac was not like his father. He was not like his son. But he was absolutely essential in the train and the succession of God. God needs those people who meditate. Those who sometimes are quiet. And they fit in between great vocal people. But nobody can take their place. Sir, what does he look like? Well, let me see. How could I describe him? Oh, yes. I was out in the sagebrush praying. And in those days, I was concerned about my father because he was lost. And all of a sudden, when I was there praying, I looked up and there was the Lord Jesus. And I thought, surely I'm not seeing my Lord Jesus. So I kicked the dirt and I reached over and broke that little toothpick. You country people know what that's like. And that sagebrush, I reached over there and I got that and I put it in my mouth and I chewed on that. Still looking intensely eastward. And I went, and I thought, I'll call him. So I said, Lord Jesus? When he looked my way, he had a face that you would look at him and you'd want to weep for him. But such authority could speak in the world it had come to an end. And I passed out. When I come to the next morning, my pajama shirt was wet with tears while I'd cried all night. You imagine her saying, Eliezer, tell me more. Let me tell you something, friends. I'm not interested in your pet doctrine. I'm not interested in a bunch of these preachers who think they've got such an exclusive thing on God that we've got to follow them. I want to know more about my Lord. You got something to say? Tell me something that'll bring me closer to the presence of Almighty God. Tell me more. Eliezer, tell me more. Let's bow our right together. The feeds that are going to be baptized will come and prepare. Maybe there's some here today that you've not even started out on this journey. You find yourself in a terrible state. You're still in your father's house. Your father of sin. Born and conceived in it and brought forth into lies. You find yourself lost. Or maybe you find yourself backslid. Maybe today is your day to come to the well at the evening time. As much as I would try to do for you and help you, I can pray with you, I can talk to you. But only Jesus has the water. What do I I need to do, preacher? You need to accept what he's already done. Well, I've got so many things in my life, I'm not worthy. None of us are worthy. We accept him, who is worthy. Then he slides a ring of redemption, the veil of his righteousness upon us. And we start on our journey. Maybe there's some today that's not received the Holy Ghost. Maybe some that just need a renewing, a refreshing from the presence of the Lord. Whatever your need is, would you just lift your hand up? Nobody's looking around now. Just whatever your need is before the Lord. God bless you, each of you. Hold your need, your requests there in your heart, and let me offer prayer for you. Oh, Jesus, it's an old, old story It's been told and retold. But we know there's an emphasis on it in our time that has never been on it since it was lived out by Rebecca so many years ago. We have no record in the New Testament nor historical sermons from Paul, from Timothy, from Titus, from any of those first apostolic men who preached that they ever used Rebecca as a type. So the greatness of that example was saved for us in the last days when you would send an end-time message. Praise God. Lord, for many of us, we heard that call. It was not the voice of a Kentuckian. It was not the voice of a man that we heard. It was the voice behind the voice. It was not a son of man we heard, but the son of man, Christ Jesus. For some, all they heard was a son of man, the prophet, and then they saw the human element there, and all oh, they become disgruntled and turned and went away. But we will never turn away, for it is the voice of Christ Jesus, our lover, that we hear. Rebecca somehow embraced that this man was sent from his presence. She had no real scientific proof. We don't even know that he had any signed credentials from Abraham. If he had, he could have fabricated them along the way. But somehow or another, she just believed it. And she was willing to leave her mother, her father, her brother, her homeland, all she ever knew, to take off following a man 450 miles on the back of a camel. Lord Jesus, I pray you would help us today to have such a pulsation of faith. No doubt there was weary days, dry days, the wind blowing across that Namibian desert. Lord, from looking at it even today, some of the hottest temperatures on the earth across the vast area by which she must transit. There must have been tiring days that have to rest at day because it would be so hot and they'd travel in the cool of the night. But to her, it was worth the journey. Glory to God. Oh, Jesus, help us today. Maybe there's some that's been in this journey for some time, but they've just become so weary and the desert is blown so dry and their lips are so parched. Their faces are dry, their hands are withered because of tests and trials. May the Spirit of God come by this way today, Lord. Anoint us. Hallelujah, hallelujah. As we pull in, I believe this Sunday morning, Lord God is meant for it to be an oasis for us an oasis for those who've been in this journey. We can come in where the palm trees are there, little pools of blue water. We can take a break, eat the figs, the dates, the pomegranates, and hear more stories about our future home. We'll rest for a little while. Lord God, may this service be a spiritual oasis, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, pull us up close to your bosom, as it were, Lord. Whisper love secrets. I called you before the foundation of the world. I spoke your name and I wrote it in my book. There is no devil. There is no sin. There is no sickness that can ever remove you from my heart. You are mine. You are mine. We worship you, Lord Jesus. Can we just raise our hands, saints? In the presence of God. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. We worship you, Lord God. Come on now, take your hands, your praise, your mouth, that's your bucket, as it were, that's your pitcher. Just raise it up in the presence of the King. Praise God. Amen. God bless you, sisters. as you're baptized today. Bless you, Brother West.
1: Mm. It's so true and when the Lord loves us enough to give us a message
0: like he did this morning Lord Jesus
1: we shouldn't ignore
0: it Amen. please
1: Thank please, Lord. I you please. don't leave this place unless you're right with God like I said my sister was resolved to take the name of the Lord we talked about it at length and she knows what she's doing She's doing right uh, above, for our Lord, that that is rare that you don't see every day. So now, sister, and I pray for you. Lord, let's pray differently, Thanks, Lord Jesus. My sister has come. She's been called. Lord, when few are called the few are chosen, Lord, we know that this is a rare event. Father, she comes to receive Your word. She, like the saints of old, Lord, received Your word gladly. And she is here, Lord, because she loves you and she wants to to be obedient to you. She wants to follow your word, Lord, and be what you want her to be, not what man wants her to be. So now, Lord, it's my honor, and I ask that you just simply fulfill your promise, Lord, to her and give her the faith to receive it. As I baptize her in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. been taught. I'm going to ask him, so that he can be a public witness today, I'm going to ask him a couple of questions. Brother, Robbie, have you repented of your sins? Are you ready to receive the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? Okay, brother, you know you can't receive that name in vain. From this point on, we belong to the Lord Jesus and you have to live your life for him. Are you ready to do that? Okay, brother, I'm going to pray for you now. Lord Jesus, my little brother comes to you with the faith of a child. Lord, never let him be ashamed of that, just as we are never ashamed of your name, Lord. We're never ashamed to take your name, Lord. But we don't take it in vain. We take it in faith. And I pray for my little brother, Lord, laying hands on him today in faith, believing that you will fulfill your promise of the word to him. And I ask that you grant it now in Jesus' name. Brother, I baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.
0: 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 7 that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes though it be tried with fire might be found into praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ whom having not seen ye love and whom though now ye see him not yet believe him with you rejoice with joy unspeakable yeah. and full of glory. Praise be to Let's sing this together. Oh, Lord I Jesus. See you in the sunrise,
2: every. It's like a picture that you painted like you thank you Lord Jesus falling in love with Jesus can we sing it before we go falling in love love with Jesus Jesus. falling in love the best thing I've ever, ever done. about in his arms today this morning. Trust there's no place you'd rather be this morning. Amen. How many enjoyed the word of the Lord this morning? Amen. Amen. God bless the visitors with us this morning. Amen. Trust you enjoyed yourselves. Let's just sing this chorus this morning as you're dismissed. This joy that I have, amen. The world didn't give it, the world can't take it away this morning. Give you All oh, this joy that I have, you know the world is. Give it to me. All this joy that I...